Father, thank you so much for this word. Thanks for Clint reading, Brandon playing, and Chad and Natalie. And God, we just thank you for the songs we get to sing. And so, Lord, we pray that you would take this word and implant it into our hearts. God, not in a way that's like just normal or common, but God, in a way that would be life-changing. And we, we trust your spirit to do that work. And so, Lord Jesus, we, we entrust this scripture into your hands, God. We entrust this service into your hands, God. Do great things for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Well, good morning, good morning. Uh, you guys did it. Welcome to 8A, and it's raining. So, good job. You guys, you guys made it. And uh, you know it's Spring Forward Sunday when the preacher forgets to put on his microphone, like, during the first song, he realizes that he doesn't have his microphone on, and uh, that's just par for the course on a Spring Forward Sunday. So praise God. Glad you guys are here this morning. First Peter chapter 2 in your Bibles. If you have a copy of God's Word, go ahead and open it up to First Peter chapter 2. And I uh, just want to run through um, a couple things before we pray and get into God's Word. Uh, the first one is baptism, believer's baptism. And so uh, that is... Uh, probably the, one of the most awesome and amazing steps of obedience that a believer can take. And so I've met with many of you, and there's some of you that I have not met yet met with. So if God is stirring in your heart towards obedience to this, uh, this commandment of Jesus, um, after you've come to know Christ, baptism is the next step. And so uh, we've got a class coming up March 21st. We're hoping to do uh, baptisms on Palm Sunday, March 28th. Um, after our services, and so we would love for you to sign up. You can do that on the Church Center app, or you can talk to myself or, um, or Chelsea, or just reach out to the office that way. Um, we are in our Living Hope sermon series, so we are in First Peter, and uh, we have really enjoyed digging into this scripture together as we've gone verse by verse through First Peter. This morning should be a great blessing to us as we dig in, and so uh, let's just, again, just pray, ask God to bless the word, and then let's, let's get right into it. Lord, thank you so much. Bless the reading and the hearing of your word for your glory, God. God my thoughts and my, um, my impulses as, as a preacher, God, and may you work in a great way in our congregation this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. So, um, social media. Like, if you want to stir up sin inside of your heart... You should, all right, and here's what I mean. I, I got on social media on Thursday for just a few minutes, not a lot. I'm on social media pretty much every day, but I got on for, for a few minutes on Thursday, and it was particularly discouraged. So social media has this propensity, terrible about yourself very quickly because you see families that look, great. You see people's accomplishments. You see people's um, joys, their excitement. And then you contrast that with your life. Say, my life is a few up with pride in about as, as fast of a speed as it tears you down. So it's, it's not really like a normal journey through social media. You are either puffed up with pride saying, man, I'm thankful I'm not like that person. I'm doing way better, right? Or you, or you look at other people and you say, I, I'm in the depths of despair, 
And, and this all happens within the time frame of about five minutes. Can I get a witness? About five minutes feeling way better than you should or you're feeling into the depths of sin. And so on social media, what comes out is sin inside of us. Malice, right? Malice would come out of us where we are angry at someone else for what they said, how they're acting, their attitude. Sometimes envy comes up inside of us where we give an evil eye towards somebody else. Like, they have more than me, and I want that. And the grass is greener in their yard than mine, right? Sometimes slander, just straight-up slander, comes up into our lives through social media where we just straight-up see people talking bad about somebody else, or we see a picture or an image, and we call somebody, we talk to our friend or our neighbor, and we can, can you believe this about this? We launch into slander. So why do I bring all this up? Because it begs the question, is there, is there hope for me? In this digital age that we live in, when malice comes into our hearts and we, we straight up don't want other people to succeed. We straight up don't want it. Because if other people succeed, then it, it, it keeps us from looking good. Is there hope for me? When I'm feeling malice in my heart, is there hope that I'm going to get over this? Um, what about envy? When you can't stop looking at somebody else's life. And wishing it was yours. Is there hope for me? If I'm feeling envy in my heart, is there hope for me? Am I going to get over this or am I, am I not? Um, when you can't stop talking about people behind their backs, is there hope for me? You're probably asking that question, am I ever going to get over this? Can I really change? Can I really live a new life? Can I have victory in my life? Can I have joy in my life? So I think this passage is going to answer that. This passage is also going to answer the question, how can I get victory over sin in my life? How can I do it? Because Peter, as an apostle, is going to lay out, but he's going to, he's going to give us a game plan because it answers the question, how do I do this? How do I get victory over sins that I've been struggling with for a long time. How does that happen? Is it possible for the Holy Spirit to change my life on Spring Forward Sunday at 8.30 a.m.? Is that possible? Or is the Holy Spirit completely blocked off from doing that kind of work this early in the morning? Well, I think in these verses, verses 1 through 8, Peter is going to be arguing, he's going to be saying to his audience of churches that they indeed can put away sin. Verse 1, put away all malice. Put, away, put it away. You can do this. You can put it away because of Jesus. Because of Jesus, you can put away sin. A thousand years ago, all these churches in the Roman Empire were struggling with the same sins I'm struggling with. They didn't even have social media to stir them up, but they were still struggling with these sins. And the church was to positively put away the sin through, right, 
eating the bread of life, getting a new taste, tasting that the Lord is good. Psalm 34, verse 8, Peter's going to quote that verse. And they're going to get victory through tasting new food, mainly Jesus. And they're going to not only tasting new foods, experience a victory through the active worship of God. Worship is the answer as well. And they're going to go and they're going to see themselves as spiritual temples or a spiritual building in which they worship God together through Jesus. So, in simple terms, for us today, if we have truly tasted that Jesus is our salvation, if we have truly tasted of that, we have hope for change. We can change. We can put away the destructive sins that we are experiencing, and we can do that by tasting better food, mainly Jesus as the bread of life. And then we can experience putting away sin, not only through a new taste of food, but active wanting to get it this morning. So, in simple terms, here it is. Okay, in simple terms. Oh, there it is. Hey, stop messing with my stuff. I got the clicker, Mark Black. All right, you stay off, stay off my screen. Get off my lawn. <laughs> All right. We got to get to the Spiritual Hard Rock Cafe. All right, that's what I want you to remember this morning. We got to get to the Spiritual Hard Rock Cafe if we're going to put away sin and experience joy and victory in Jesus. What, what in the world do I mean? All right, here's what I mean. All right, the Hard Rock Cafe. All right, this goes all the way back to 1998 for me. So in 1998, my brother Justin went on a trip to Europe, and he got a T-shirt from the Hard Rock Cafe in Paris. And I thought that was so cool. I thought it was the coolest thing of all time. I was like, dude, you went to a Hard Rock Cafe in Paris, France, and you got a T-shirt and like a good older brother, he didn't get me one. Can I get an amen? Did not get me one. And it's Hard Rock Cafe t-shirt. And I said, I'm going to get that shirt. I am going to go to Paris, France someday. I'm going to walk in that restaurant and I'm going to get that shirt. And then I'll feel like a million bucks. All right. So in Jesus, all right, we need to get to the spiritual Hard Rock Cafe. We need to get to that cafe, that cafe where right, the food that we taste is new. We need to get there because if we're going to have experience and growth, and if we're going to answer the question, is there really hope for me place? And we got to eat new food. And we got to see a new building. Because if we don't do that, we're not going to get the victory we hope for. And those sins that we hate so much inside of us, will continually plague us. But if we go to that hard, spiritual hard rock cafe, there's victory in Jesus. So when we go, I want you to go with me. All right, in this sermon, I want you to go with me to this spiritual hard rock cafe. I want you to come. Now when we go, we're going to experience two essential things. Okay, two essential things. We're going to go to the cafe. We're going to experience some things. First essential is the taste of new food. The taste of new food in verses 1 through 3 says, So put away 
All malice and deceit and hypocrisy and envy and slander. Like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk that by it you may grow up into salvation if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. So let's just take a peek at those sins. I've already mentioned them several times, but malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander. That is, that's the bad food that we can't have anymore because we're in Jesus. Okay, so let's just look at it. So malice, that word means ill will or, or the desire to injure somebody. If you've got malice in your heart and in your life, you desire to see someone else get messed up. That is a heinous sin, but that's a sin that is listed here. Deceit is also listed. Now, deceit is more like crafty, right? You're, you're, you're full of guile and you're full of like um, deceit and you're just working the back ways, the back roads of a situation or a relationship on every level. But hypocrisy is... Um, this is where we get our, our word actor, right? This is where you put on a, a, a face mask and you try to be somebody else, okay? And that's also a sin that is Peter is calling out. He's also calling out envy, which is this ill will, this casting an evil eye on somebody else, wanting what they have. And then, and then Peter says slander is also in there, and that is just defamation. That's just straight up wicked speaking, man. You are using your lips to speak evil against somebody else. So this list is a mess of spiritual food that is terrible for you. It's bad. It is bad to eat these types of foods. But these types of sin foods are the types of foods that non-Christians eat every day. It is part of their um, water that they swim in. Every day they eat these kinds of food and it's terrible food. Now when you're a Christian, you come to Christ. And when you come to Christ, you never do these sins anymore. Can I get an amen? Uh, we're awakened to something different, new food, but the old food in our, in, our, in our pantry just calling out to us saying, hey, I know that I've been sitting on your shelf for four years, but I still look as good as the first day you put me in there. How about you just take me, I got tons of preservatives all over me, and just put me in your mouth. That temptation every day to fall right. Envy hypocrisy, deceit, malice, all those things. So when salvation comes into our life, we begin to taste new food. We get into we love it. We love this new food. We love it. It's so good. Because when you come to Christ, God becomes sweet to you. Jesus is something that you eat. His word is something that you eat, and it becomes sweet. And then you begin to look at your own that. And then you begin to look at your present sanctification state and you're like, why do I go back to the foods I know won't satisfy me? So what, what God is telling us in, in the first few verses of 1 Peter 2 is that Jesus is better. And it says, like newborn infants in verse 2, long for the pure spiritual milk that you may grow up into salvation what, what God is saying there is he's saying, look, if you know Christ, you should eat of Christ. And you should eat of Christ like a brand new baby longs for the milk of his mother. Now, all right, Liv is sucking on some stuff right here. Be at home. This is not our new baby, by the way. 
This is just a baby that I found on the internet. This is internet baby, okay? So a baby, when they are getting that milk, they'll let you know, right? That's been illustrated in our house over and over and over again in the last six weeks. That when baby wants milk, you will know about this because baby will make noises that says, I need sustenance now. And when baby is eating milk, it is like serious. You do not get in the way of that because the baby has one consuming thought. I need this ration that Peter gives us of what a believer should look like. You want to get rid of sin in your life? You want to say no and put away all the junk? You better love God's word like this. Now my question for you, Christian, this morning is how are you doing? If you would rate your hunger for spiritual milk called God's word on a scale of one to ten, we are supposed to hunger for God's word. And to hunger for God's word and for Jesus Christ in such a way that we would say with the psalmist in Psalm 119, 103, how sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. What is more sweet to your taste? God's word, Jesus Christ, the gospel that saved you, or your social media feed? Which one? Now, you may say Jesus, but I think if I looked at your phone stats, I might see something different. The Bible is supposed to be sweet. It is supposed to be new spiritual food. That's why Peter quotes Psalm 34:8. if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. So in the midst of loving this new spiritual food, we have to eat it, and we've got to eat it a lot. So we've got to come to the Spiritual Hard Rock Cafe every day. We can't go once a month. We can't make it a special occasion to get into Jesus has saved us from, and we need to get in that word every day and eat it up as much. Because once you eat the food called Jesus, you never go back. And so we're not looking.